Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today I'd like to draw your attention to a section from Matthew chapter 13. These verses were recently read in our Read the Bible in 2022 series. Uh, In this section, Jesus describes a parable to his disciples and to those, the crowd who is gathered around him. And this is a very familiar parable, the parable of the sower and the seed. We'll take a look at the parable. We'll take a look at how Jesus explains it. And then we'll take a look at how to Uh, apply this parable to our lives. So we begin in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered up about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. With these words, Jesus describes for us a parable about how the word of God is spread. And he names four different places where when the word of God is spread, different reactions take place. Namely, the seeds that fell along the path, the seeds that fell on rocky ground, the seeds that fell among the thorns, and the seeds that fell on good soil. Now, if we take all the different characters in this story and try to ascribe to them an individual, we can start with the sower. Who is the sower? Well, the sower is anyone who spreads God's word. What is the seed then? The seed would then be God's word as it is spread around. And the different types of soil would be the different hearts that God's word uh, uh, is shared with and reacts to. Now, with many parables of Jesus, we need to try to interpret them, to understand them, to see what point Jesus was trying to make with the parable. Remember, a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, And we'll be taking a look more at what that means later on in our podcast today. But with this parable, Jesus explains the parable of the sower and the seed later on to his disciples. Uh, If we skip over verses 10 through 17 of Matthew 13, uh, we can take a look at verse 18 through 23. Hear then the parable of the sower, Jesus says. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what is sown along the paths. So Jesus explains that first reaction to God's word being spread. So the sower, anyone who shares God's word, spreads the the word of God onto uh, the hard path. It uh, It is when the evil one comes and snatches away. That is, the devil comes and takes away what has been sown in his heart. Secondly, Jesus goes on in verse 20, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word but and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. So whereas with the when the, the word falls on the path, there is no reception of that word at all. It is completely rejected. 
The second example of those those who receive the word of God on rocky ground, at first there is a receptiveness to God's word, and we see that when we share God's word with others. Sometimes there is a, a reception to the word, an interest. Um, however, oftentimes what happens, as Jesus explains here, is that there is no root in the word, that there is some joy for a while, but there no, no, no root. And when tribulation or persecution, when struggles and difficulties of this life come along, especially on account of the word, he falls away. The third example, Jesus goes on in verse 22. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. This is a slightly different than the example of rocky ground. Rather than having no root, this also continues to grow up for a time. But the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, so it's the things of this world, the, the treasures of this world is what uh, distracts the individual from the word of God. It chokes out that word and it causes that person to care more about the things that are happening uh, worldly rather than the things that are happening in, in a spiritual realm. And of course, Jesus says in other places, you cannot serve God and mammon. So these individuals are serving mammon. They're serving the earthly things and not setting up for themselves treasures in heaven. Jesus concludes speaking about that fourth type of, gra- of, of heart or ground. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. So this is the, uh, the heart that in which the word of God grows, a faith is created, and that reliance upon the grace of Jesus Christ takes place, and that that faith grows and grows for some a hundredfold, for, another, for some sixty, for another thirty. Now, what's really important in this parable is that we apply this correctly to ourselves, because there's a very wrong way to apply this parable, and there's a very correct way to apply this parable. So, the wrong way is to look at this parable and to worry about what kind of heart we may have. Is that the reason why Jesus told this parable? Is this parable for you to say, well, I bet I sure hope my heart is a receptive heart, and I sure hope my heart isn't rocky or isn't it doesn't have thorns uh, uh, growing in it that concerns and cares of this world. And then all of a sudden doubts start creeping in, don't they? Because boy, I, I sure do have cares and I do have concerns. And sometimes the mammon of this world does distract me and I'm, I'm more worried about money than I am about my spiritual health. Or maybe the devil's going to come and snatch that faith away, that word of God away from my heart. Maybe I'm the path that doesn't even, the word of God doesn't even work on. When we start having these doubts about this parable, we need to remember what this parable is really trying to teach us and what Jesus is trying to teach us. Jesus is not teaching us this parable in order for us to cast doubt upon whether we have faith in our hearts or not. Because, dear friends, you are the good soil. As the word has already worked in your heart and as you have faith in your heart, you are the good soil. Now, in some cases, you may be the hundredfold or the sixty or the thirty, depending on if you continue to grow in God's word and if you're continuing to to study God's word and be blessed by all that he has to teach us uh, through personal devotions and Bible study and uh, uh, attendance at church and your growth in your own faith. However, we are not supposed to question whether we are good ground or bad ground or rocky soil or thorny ground or the hard path. You are the good ground. What Jesus is teaching us is that we should not be surprised when the word of God that we spread, when we are the sower, when we go out sharing God's word with others, we shouldn't be surprised when it has a uh, 
doesn't always have the results that we may be looking for. Because sometimes we'll share God's word with someone and it's completely rejected outright. Sometimes we'll share God's word with someone and it'll seem to work for a while. Their faith will seem to be growing for a while, but the tribulations of this world will cause them and their lack of of rooting in God's word will cause them to fall away or their cares and concerns for this world will cause them to fall away. So that's what Jesus is trying to teach is not to question our faith, but to help us and encourage us that there are going to be people who react in a way that we would not have them react when we share God's word with them. That's what Jesus is trying to teach us. And that's what he taught the disciples too. Remember the disciples after Jesus ascended into heaven, went out and continued to proclaim the good news of Jesus to whomever they had the opportunity going throughout the world, uh, sharing God's new, the good news with uh, uh, common people and Kings and uh, whoever they had the chance to. And the, no doubt Many of these same reactions that Jesus explained to them in the parable of the sower seed took place. Some people took it for a while, only to fall away later. Some didn't receive it at all. And yet Jesus does not tell them to stop sowing seeds. Rather, the sower just went on sowing. And so we too are to continue sowing those seeds, uh, just as Jesus teaches us to, to continue to share the good news with all people, to go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, and the Son of the Holy Spirit. And that is our mission, our purpose, our vision at Emmanuel. That's our goal, is to continue to spread the good news of Jesus Christ with whomever we are able. And so may God continue to bless us in those efforts, both your efforts personally in the expansion of God's kingdom and the work of Emmanuel as we continue to be about the good work that God has given to us. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for teaching us Thank you for sending your son Jesus and for recording the word that he taught us. Thank you for the many parables and teachings that we have studied uh, in our lives and for all the studying we will do in the future. Use your spirit to grow our faith as we continue to dive into your word and to grow and mine the depths that you have shared with us. Bless us as we do so and strengthen our faith as we know that you your desire is to do. Uh, thank you for the forgiveness of sins won for us in Christ Jesus. Help us to treasure these wonderful truths and help us to share this good news with others as we are able. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. A couple of uh, weekly updates and reminders I want to draw your attention to today. Uh, once again this evening, our Wednesday online Bible class will take place. We are working our way through the Gospel of Mark. We're on chapter 10, verse 13. Uh, always... Uh, all are always welcome to this online Bible class. You don't even have to turn your video or your uh, audio on. You can just pop on and listen. Uh, I would encourage you to do so tonight. Again, that's at 7 p.m. this evening, uh, January 19th, 2022. Uh, this coming weekend for Bible class, uh, we are going to be doing a presentation on the cooperative budget plan of the CLC. Um, so think about uh, uh, the mission dollars that we give as a congregation to the CLC. Where, do, where does all that money go? How is it distributed? Um, this coming Monday at our recessed voters meeting, the voters will be deciding how much to budget for that purpose. And so I think it's important for us this weekend to think about, well, how much money is going uh, to uh, the, the broader work of our CLC and not just here in the States, but also overseas as well. Many dollars are given to the different uh, church bodies uh, over in India and Nepal and many, many in Africa. Uh, where are those dollars going and how are they being used? So we're going to talk about that this weekend before the voters meeting when we'll decide how much we are going to budget as a congregation for this important work of our synod. So hope you can come join us for that. 
Uh, mentioned there briefly, this last Monday, two days ago on the 17th at 7 p.m., our annual voters meeting took place. That meeting was recessed uh, to next Monday at 7 p.m., so we'll continue next Monday uh, this meeting. Uh, a couple of highlights from the meeting. Mr. Zach Lean was elected as church president once again. Mr. Alan Omenson was elected as secretary. So we have the same officers in place as we did last year. The annual report was discussed. Uh, most of our reports came in. There are still a few that will need to be brought next week for final approval. Um, a couple of other topics that were discussed. The choir policy uh, was discussed somewhat. Our high school choir policy, as has been our... Uh, largely discussed in the past year. Uh, Mr. Ross Libby presented uh, the work of the three meetings that took place in September uh, to the annual, to the voters on Monday. Uh, we'll be bringing uh, more, more information on that in the coming months and our goal is to bring uh, that to a conclusion in our April uh, voters meeting. Uh, also, the third pastor committee reported uh, showing the need for a third pastor here at Emmanuel. There's quite a bit of discussion and voters will are digesting that information and plan on uh, discussing again next Monday. Uh, in addition, the, the church council has been encouraged to take up that topic of consideration as well. So we'll see where that goes from there. Uh, so then last night, uh, Tuesday the 18th, uh, the council reorganization meeting took place last night. Uh, Mr. Jason Dick was elected as chairman, re-elected as chairman of the uh, church council. Uh, Mr. Ben Stratton was elected as the secretary of the church council. Uh, the church council is who elects the treasurer and the financial secretary as well. Mr. Doug Schaller was elected as financial secretary. Mr. Craig Stelter has served as treasurer for quite a number of years here at Emanuel and has asked to step down. Uh, however, we have been unable to find someone to replace him. Uh, this is a very important and time-consuming job to be treasurer of Emanuel Congregation. Uh, we have been looking for a volunteer for Craig to train in. No one has come forward to volunteer, so a number of options were discussed last night. Uh, perhaps we'll need to distribute the work to a few different individuals, uh, sharing the work rather than just having one person do it all. Uh, this uh, could work or it could end up uh, causing a, some communication problems to not have one person do it. Um, additionally, the thought was thrown out there that maybe this is a position that we need to hire out uh, and simply add this to our budget because it's too much for one individual to volunteer and do. So if you or anyone you know is uh, talented in this area to serve as treasurer and willing to serve, please come forward. Uh, we're in a bit of a tough spot with this right now and we need we need help and your uh, uh, from our congregation to find a treasurer at this point so please keep that in your prayers and, and your thoughts as well just a couple other brief announcements uh, whitewater 2022 the this is the last weekend i believe for registration so if you a high school through second year of college uh, individual like to attend whitewater please get that registration in by this weekend um, we still have a number of the get on the arc books written by pastor dan fleischer Feel free to uh, speak to Pastor Nauman and myself uh, if you'd like one of those books. I got them in my office. They're $10 a pop. Uh, and finally, I uh, just want to keep encouraging you all uh, to read through the Bible in 2022. If you didn't get a book or you need a book or uh, um, you fell off, fallen behind, I'd encourage you just to skip some and jump back into where we are today and, and keep reading along. You know, even if you can only read a little bit every day, even if you only want to do the New Testament or the Psalm reading, um, just get in God's Word a little bit every day. I think that we will all benefit as we grow in God's Word this year. 
Our prayer list this week, uh, Nellie Edwards has returned home from Rochester and continues to uh, recover. Uh, Sue Schwein also uh, had the surgery done on the tumors in her head. She's home and she's recovering, uh, though quite tired. Uh, we also pray on behalf of Arthur Heyer, who is a three-year-old relative of the Schmidt family. Um, he was recently found to have a five-pound tumor in his stomach. So this, this poor young three-year-old uh, individual, young boy, um, will be having surgery and chemotherapy on this cancer found in his, in his abdomen, I believe. Uh, he's over in Rochester now, so we keep Arthur in our prayers. We also pray on behalf of Pastor Radical's mother. Uh, she is having surgery today, uh, Wednesday the 19th. Uh, we pray that the Lord would bless her through that surgery and, and bring her safely uh, through the recovery time as well. And this brings us to our doctrine of the day. I just want to briefly speak on this idea of parables and, and why did Jesus speak in parables. We read uh, the parable of the sower and then we skipped a number of verses and then we read the explanation from Jesus about the parable of the sowers. But those verses in between, uh, Jesus dis explains for us why he spoke in parables, namely because the disciples asked him. You know, and it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Why did Jesus speak, as we defined before, if, with earthly stories, with heavenly meanings? Why did he talk this way? Why didn't he just speak outright what he wanted to say? Why speak as in the about a, a sower sowing seeds. Why not just directly say exactly what he meant to say? And it's very interesting what Jesus has to say to us here in verses 10 through 17 of Matthew chapter 13. He said, uh, we read about the disciples. Uh, then the disciples came and said to him, to Jesus, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Or to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. From the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their heart with their ears and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. So why did Jesus speak in parables? He spoke in parables so that those who believe in him can grow in their faith and knowledge of the, the ideas that he's teaching us, and so that those who do not believe in him would continue to be blind and continue to be deaf to the principles and the ideas that he is teaching us. Um, God's judgment against those who would reject his word and reject his teaching is to continue to allow them to not hear his word. Uh, you're familiar with the Bible verse, no doubt, from Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is when we hear God's word and when we see what he does for us in his word that that faith comes into our heart and causes us to grow. And this is why, you know, as I explained before with this parable of the sower and the seed, it's not for us to question or doubt whether or not we are God's people. The fact that we are in his word, the fact that we are seeking out meaning from this, indicates that we are indeed the, the good ground, indeed those who are growing in our faith and producing a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. Because God has worked that faith in our heart that trusts in him. It is those who hear a parable such as this 
and immediately respond with, well, how foolish is that? Or how, how simple-minded do you have to be to believe something as foolish as a, the parable of the sower of the seed or the many different parables that Jesus uh, teaches in his word and hears those things and, and rejects them outright as not Jesus' word, as the words of men uh, produced years after his life or, or any such rejection of God's word uh, is foolishness. And here God says, through, uh, as through Jesus and also through the prophet Isaiah, that these individuals have shut their eyes, they have shut their ears, not wanting to hear God's word, lest uh, they understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. You see, God's word wants to work. Uh, it wants to grow in, in people's hearts and minds. And, and that's what we even see in the parable, right? The parable of the sower and the seed. Uh, the, the word of God worked in the, the rocky soil and it worked in the thorny ground. But it's the cares of this world, the tribulations of this world, the love of riches and money and mammon that cause uh, individuals to turn away from God, to reject his word, even though it is working and growing in their hearts. Because you and I do not have the power to, to be receptive to God. We simply have the power to uh, uh, reject God. And that's sadly what so many do in their rejection of his word. And so that's why Jesus speaks in parables. He speaks in parables so that you can grow thereby. And so that those who reject his word would, uh, would continue to think of him and his word as foolish. But on the last day, it will be anything but. On that day when every knee shall bow and declare that Jesus is Lord, um, everyone will see that indeed Jesus' word is not foolish, but it is life and salvation. Even so, we pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus, and we look forward to his uh, coming and explaining his word in fullness to us in heaven. Our hymn of the day today is hymn 49, Almighty God, Thy Word is Cast, a hymn that is based upon the parable of the sower and the seed that we will read. Almighty God, Thy Word is cast like seed into the ground. Now let the dew of heaven descend and righteous fruits abound. Let not the foe of Christ and man this holy seed remove, but give it root in every heart to bring forth fruits of love. Let not the world's deceitful cares the rising plant destroy, but let it yield a hundredfold the fruits of peace and joy. Oft as the precious seed is sown, thy quickening grace bestow, that all whose souls the truth receive, its saving power may know. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information, we invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.